I was so excited. It was going to be a big night. The kind of night where you need appointments just to be ready. Manicure, pedicure, waxing. The underarms, got to get that pit cleared out as well as the bikini line. I was going on a date. Ha, ha, ha. Yay, me. Threading for my brows. I don't really like the waxing of my eyebrow. The threading is much better for me. And getting my hair done. Color is a big deal for me. I am natural with my curl pattern. I am not natural with my color. I had my outfit already set. A heel about two and a half, just shy of three inches because we were supposed to be going dancing to a great seafood restaurant. Seafood is my favorite cuisine, if that's a cuisine. I don't think it is, but whatever. Anyway, seafood was what I picked. Wow, was I excited. So I'm rushing around, getting all of this stuff done. So excited. And then, bam, 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 bam. That's my alarm. It's not even a damn date, y'all. It's a freaking dream. Parenting Up, Caregiving Adventures with Comedian Jay Smiles is the intense journey of unexpectedly being fully responsible for the well-being of my mama. For almost a decade, I've been chipping away at the unknown, advocating for her, and pushing Alzheimer's awareness on anyone and anything with a heartbeat. Spoiler alert. Caregiver newbies, OGs, village members trying to just prop up a caregiver, you are in the right place. Hi, this is Zeddy. I hope you enjoy my daughter's podcast. Is that okay? Today's episode, Caregiver Dating. Don't laugh at me parenting up, family. It's not funny. That is so true. I have dreamed about so many delicious dates since I've been a caregiver. I could make a year's worth of podcast episodes. Let me just say, before becoming a caregiver, I wasn't a hoe or a whore, depending on where you live. I wasn't a floozy or a prostitute. I want to be clear, I was not that. I wasn't a woman of the night, but I had a very healthy dating relationship. I was friendly with the guys. They liked me and I liked them back. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I enjoy dating. I am affable. I appreciate a good meal. I like to dance. I like sporting events. I like traveling. I love conversation. Okie dokie. I mean, listen, I like politics. I'll even talk about abortion. Hey, I'm Catholic and I almost married a Muslim. You see where I'm going with this? One thing they never told me in the caregiving one-on-one class, which, by the way, doesn't exist, but even the people who were ushering me into the hey, Jay, as you start to care for Zeddy, these are the things you should look out for. Nobody prepared me for the 
cosmic shift <laughs> in the dating world. So I'm about to tell it, tell it, tell it. I'm accustomed to having multiple dating options at once. I did not mislead men. Nope, I don't believe in that. But I will say this. If I didn't tell somebody's son that he was my man and we were dating exclusively, then he should think the opposite. You feel me? Yeah, that's how that goes. Here's the deal. I'm single, didn't have any kids. I lived in quite a few different states and cities in a few different countries. So I met a variety of guys and we enjoyed each other. My motto was more, can't we all get along, love and be friends? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was never quick to fall fast in love and try to get married I've never lived with someone. I've never been engaged. I date. I grown folks date. You know, the kind of, I, 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 um, I have adult sleepovers. <laughs> That's what I do. Let, hmm, let me see. I've had adult sleepovers in, uh, let's say, uh, five, five continents. I've, I've had fruitful adult sleepover relationships Very loving, kind relationships. I could contact all of these men right now. No love lost. I like the mamas. The mamas like me. Hell. Okay, no. I was about to say I could call the wives. That's not true. You can never, you know what? FYI, you should never call the wives. That's just not a good idea across the board. But anywho, I've been nimble with this dating thing for decades. Dating all kind of guys, different religions, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different nationalities, different races, different political views. I'm like, ah, I'm Jay. I could do this. Ha! I put that caregiver hat on. All of a sudden, it's like I have. The plague. I can't give a date away. I'm like, hey, how about if I take you on a date and pay for everything and I hand you my panties? No, still not. (laughs) It's awful. I didn't actually hand the panties. For anyone who's listening that may have known my grandmother. When you're a caregiver and you're not currently in a relationship, It is very tough to start dating. That's what I found. I can only talk from my perspective. I promised that I'm going to keep it honest and I'm going to be transparent about my journey. As I talked about in episodes one, two, and three, the onset of Alzheimer's for Zeddy was so abrupt and extreme, I shut down my dating just to catch up to life. Jocko, my dad, had just passed, and Zeddy's illness washed over me like a tsunami. I couldn't manage dating anyway. But hell, you know, within a year or so, I was ready, you know, to dust off my skirt, put on my heels, and get back out there. The first couple of times, I went to happy hours, which is a normal thing for a woman my age. 
after work, go to happy hour. You get some drinks, listen to some music, it's some appetizers. It's grown-ass people there. You try to figure out what man is there that looks single. You're checking out to see, does he have a wedding ring on? Does the ring finger look like it has an indentation? Did he just take the wedding ring off? Does it seem to have a difference in skin tone? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Is the band where the ring would have been five skin tones lighter? <laughs> or is he keeping his left hand in his pocket or behind his back and he won't show it to you? All that kind of stuff. It's weird. I ain't talking to you. I meet a guy. We go out for drinks after the happy hour. Not that very same night, but the next week. It's feeling like, okay, cool. I'm back out there. Y'all, when I tell him, this is my schedule, I can meet you on these dates for these blocks of time like Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 10. I was so honest. But that was early on when I literally only had one caregiver and I had all the other shifts. So I had to be my butt back home by 10 p.m. We went on a few dates. It felt promising. Ultimately, dude thought I was lying. Yeah, When I told him I was my mom's caregiver and that I needed to be home, you know, by a certain time, he was honest with me and he was like, you know, I just, it just doesn't quite feel right. You know, I'm I'm just meeting you, but I really kind of like you and I don't know, maybe, I don't know, it just doesn't sound right. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right, Jay. I don't know. You don't, you don't owe me anything. It's fine. You're a grown woman. This dude thought that either I was married or involved with someone or being dishonest. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, first of all, you're right. I am a grown-ass woman. I don't have to tell you anything. And if I was going to lie, who comes up with that as a lie? That is the wackest lie ever. (laughs) My mom has Alzheimer's. I'm her caregiver, and I have to be home by 10. Ugh. I tried the recycle play, the old rinse and repeat, a guy that I dated previously. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) I'm thinking, well, he knows my situation. He's fully aware. My father died recently. My mom has Alzheimer's. I know he's not married. I mean, as much as you can know. You never, well, oh God, you know what I mean? He could be married to somebody in Croatia. I, I'm not about to do all that. I'm not chasing down people on the dot com. I'm thinking this is going to be cool. This dude literally only wants to have sex. It's almost like because our previous relationship was a very involved romantic relationship that did have sex, He just wanted to skip all the other stuff and thought I was just calling him for a booty call. Now, I am not saying that I was against having sex with him, but I was like, Dad, dude, like, can we hold hands? Can you open a door? Can you give me a cracker? Like, I wanted some dating. And because I knew he had it in him, I'm like, dude, I know you are fully aware of how to date me. Is it because 
You think I'm desperate? I mean, I am a little bit desperate, but damn. Are you on some, oh, yeah, you know, Jay is at the bottom right now. <laughs> you know, life has kicked her in the woo-hoo-ha. She called me on some, oh, hey, let's hang out. So I'm going to just hang in with her. I was like, dude, I thought we had a greater respect for each other than that. He was so lazy. I mean, like zero effort. So they didn't work out. Strike two. The good old blind date. A friend setting me up. That has never worked for me. Not one single time in my entire life. I don't know if it means my friends don't know me that well or if my friends don't know the guys that well. Since elementary school, that has not worked. Not one single solitary time. But I thought, well, hey, why not? Let's give it a shot. This guy sounded good on paper. Sounded caring, understanding, better than anything. Guess what? He sounded busy. I was like, yes. He was five or six years older than me. He had an extremely demanding job, two grown children, and he lived in another state. Right. Look at this. This is going to be fantastic because he can't expect to see me every night. And he had a lot on his plate. Boom, let's do it. Y'all, talking to him on the phone was like listening to paint dry. <laughs> do you hear me? I was like, oh, my God. Are you serious? I'm not a difficult woman to date. I don't believe. But I guess you'd have to ask the guys who've dated me. But I thought about it like this. It's already long distance. And the phone conversation is putting me to sleep. What the hell is the point in pouring more energy into it? If he's busy, I know I'm swamped. Hey, we gave it a shot. Yeah. Then I talked to my therapist. I was like, okay, so am I not supposed to have a boyfriend? Is it wrong that I'm looking for one? And she said, Jay, seriously, no, it's not wrong. Just be patient. And I thought, oh. Okay, well, I've been looking for more than six months, and this feels awkward. So then I went to my pastor. I am literally talking to Father Vic, my priest, and he's laughing at me. <laughs> he's like, there you go again, Jay. Going to make God's time your time. I'm like, listen, here, I'm nobody's trying to make God's time my time. All I'm saying is, I've already thrown my whole life away and everything I was enjoying doing, and I'm becoming a caregiver. Can I get somebody to push me on the swing at the park? That don't sound like a lot, does it? It is. I got to push myself on the swing. Do you know how hard it is to push yourself on the swing when you grown? Because, first of all, the swing is too low to the ground, and then my knees are up too high, so then my toes don't give me the right amount of push. Ah. Finally, I locked in. I met a guy, and I just felt it as soon as I met him. He actually was an employee for a care 
agency. And I thought, look at the manna from heaven. He fully understands everything about my world. He was maybe three years older than me, divorced. Like, this sounds even better. And newly divorced. So guess what, Parenting Up family? He didn't even want something to be serious. I was like, great. (laughs) I've hit the dating jackpot, the lottery, mega millions. Okay, not millions. Let's just say the pick three. He's not trying to fall in love. He doesn't want it deep and fast. He'd been married for a long time, and he just was looking to date casually. Like, cool. He was super attractive, very good to me. We had instant chemistry. Man, he respected me, my time, my personality, the fact that I was a comedian and a caregiver. I was like, oh, my God. He loved to cook. What? This was how I knew I was ready. I said, Lord, I'm going to act right. (laughs) I actually called my best friend, several of my cousins, and said, y'all, I'm going to act right. None of them believed me, (laughs) but that's okay. I believed in myself. We traveled together. We went skiing. We went to several basketball games, rode motorcycles, went boating, jogging. We enjoyed so many of the same things. We both liked physical fitness. Oh, God, it was great. And we dated probably almost a year, which as a caregiver, let me tell you, I felt like I'm going to ride this thing out. We can do this as long as I'm a caregiver. It felt that comfortable because I didn't have to explain anything to him. As a caregiver, it's so often that I'm having to define what my life really means. Because the language that I use, it happens to be common everyday words like, my mother requires special attention. And that sounds a lot like a parent to a young child. And I'm like, no, it's not quite the same. Or a person may say, oh, I understand. I had to help my sister recover from chemo or my uncle recover from a stroke. I'm like, yeah, but you're saying recover. There was actually the promise of recovery. There was a plan that the medical team gave you to recover, and they had cognitive skills. My mom doesn't have that. And the doctors and nurses don't ever fully understand where Zeddy is. Like ever. Like not a one. They always ask her questions that are way too advanced for her to answer. And they ask a sequence of questions. I was just calling you today to see how you are feeling and if you had anything to eat. Calling today how you're feeling if you had anything to eat. That's three things. <sighs> Zeddy's blown. Anyway, I digress. But you're probably used to that by now. He understood all of that language. So I didn't have to explain it. It was so comforting. Actually, he was the only person in my whole world that I didn't have to explain anything to. 
I could lay in his arms and melt. I felt protected and amazed. And guess what? He messed around and fell in love with your girl. Yep. He was the one that said, Jay Smiles, you are perfect for me. You're a little bit younger. You're very busy. You don't want kids. You don't want to get married. I'm coming out of an extremely long marriage. I'm recently divorced. I don't even want to get serious. I was like, you're right. I am the woman for you. And then he fell in love and he wanted more. Now, the great thing was he didn't beat me up emotionally about it. He didn't say like, oh, you're such an awful person. Why can't you see me more? Why can't we move in together? He told me, Jay, I realized that what I want, you can't give me. And that is actually unfair for me to want it. But I also refuse to keep wanting you so intensely. I was like, no, it sounds like you about to quit me. Are you about to quit me? He's like, yeah, I am. I was like, no, wait, hold on. But he shared with me that the week before he actually had a panic attack because he was holding in so much stress or anxiety about our relationship. We had a weekend trip plan to go to the mountains. Very romantic. It was going to be awesome. An emergency happened and I had to cancel. We were going away for two days. Nothing extreme. It didn't even involve an airplane. He was able to get all of his money back, but he wasn't able to get the time with me. And in that moment, he said he realized the inability to pinpoint a schedule with me was more than he could swallow or stomach or take. I thought, well, shit, me either. (laughs) Hell, I didn't... I didn't want to miss the chance to go to the mountains to do all the things you had planned for us either, dear sir, sweetheart, lover boy. Not only did I miss the trip, now you break it up with me? Great. Not. And you're the one that understood the most. We had a awesome conversation. I'm starting to sweat right now recording this podcast. It was intense because I knew he cared deeply about me and that he actually understood because his father died of a terminal disease, cancer. He was once a caregiver. And in his current employment, he worked for an Alzheimer's care agency. Hell, if I can't get it to work with this dude. That was a hard pill to swallow. I have not been as open to love since then. I have been on dates, but I wouldn't call it serious dating where I knew that my mind and my heart were available for the taking, so to speak. Online dating has been suggested, that's not my style. I don't knock it. 
I have some very dear friends who have found extreme success. It's not my cup of tea. My dating expectations have shifted. Companionship, that's the key word now. Non-platonic, opposite-sex companionship. No big title, no long list of expectations. Respect, mutual affection, affinity, care, and concern. If I can find that, I would tap dance all the way to China. Because, y'all, right now, my bench has not been this empty since sixth grade. I don't have a starting team. I don't have nobody on the second string. I don't have a water boy. (laughs) I don't have a towel boy. It's a mess. I don't even know if there's anybody even in the gym watching the practice. I guess the universe has decided to sweep my whole life clean to bring a new group or maybe one new person, but whoa, Lord have mercy. There are a few things that I figured out that work very well for me when I'm dating And that is being so super clear about my time and time management. If we are going to a 7 p.m. movie on Friday night, I need my guy to know, honey, you can't just on a whim decide that we are going to the 6 p.m. movie or the 9 p.m. movie. We said the 7 p.m. movie. You can't just switch it because I might be the caregiver later that night. So I got to get back home and I go through ridiculous, nauseating detail in explaining how my caregiver schedule works with a guy that I'm dating. Now, sometimes that might end up running them off. Whatever. It is what it is. I've made the decision that I rather you know up front and I can also know that you can't really flow with me like that. (laughs) It's cool. That's fine. Balance. There are times when I need to be alone. I make sure that the guy that I'm dating understands that. Hey, baby, listen. I am Jay Smiles. I'm doing these comedy shows. I got this podcast. And then there are times where I am all in as my mom's caregiver. I am definitely with you. We are dating. We're going on vacation. We're hanging out. We're going to dinner. We're hanging out with your boys, what have you. But there are times when I need to be OFF, where I don't show up for anybody. I need you to respect that. Please don't think I'm cheating, I don't like you, or I'm mad with you when I need to unplug. Because just because I'm not on shift with my mom or I don't have a Jay Smile show doesn't mean I'm supposed to be all up under you, sir. And I love you, Snuggles. Super big thing that I have to work on every time I start dating someone. 
the guilt, the guilt of making time for some new guy that I don't even know if he's an asshole. I am taking time away from Zeddy to get to know a human who could be a total jerk, a thief, a killer. <laughs> How do I know? And that small inkling of, oh, Jay, is this worth it? Is this person worth your time? The guilt of, should you be doing this? Or should you just be asleep? Or should you have given your caregiver the night off and you be on shift with Zeddy? Oh, man, the number of times that that runs through my brain, some level of guilt. It's heavy. Because I don't know if this guy is lame or a lover or a lifetime. Don't know. But I also know that as a caregiver, self care is important and having meaningful relationships that replenish my soul count. I'm worth it. I have to try. But now if I go out with a guy and, you know, we know when we know women and men, we usually know within a couple of dates, if it's not worth it, I tell you this. Now that I'm a caregiver, I don't give as many additional chances on the, oh, I don't know. The conversation wasn't that great, but it wasn't awful. I mean, I don't have anything else to do tonight. I guess I could go out with him again. Cut that shit. I don't do that anymore. My mind, my time, my everything is too important for that. Parenting up family, as caregivers, don't use people. I also figured out with one guy, he was kind of using me. It took me a minute to realize this. He was magnetically attracted to me because he was needy and he saw how I loved on and cared for Zeddy and thought, man, she will make a good wife one day. He didn't use those words specifically. But that is why he was so willing to be patient and flexible with my schedule, my temperament, my needs, my wants. He's like, you know what? She's doing all that for her mama. Let me get in here and put this good love on her. What she going to do for me? I'm thinking, uh-oh. Uh-oh, look at that. Baby boy has his own deficiencies that he thought I could complete. <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, oh, honey, I'm not this nurturing regularly. This is for Zeddy. Like, this is some for Zeddy only. I've never done all this kind of stuff for somebody else. I'm not saying it won't happen for other people, but I've never seen it. I have never seen me this selfless, nurturing, patient, ever. I'm looking at him like, ooh, honey, I don't know if you should wait on that. Caregivers, if you're dating someone or if someone is showing some interest in you, 
be honest with them about your limitations. If it appears that they might want to be married or maybe they want kids or they want to move in with you and you're not sure if that's what you want, go ahead and have that conversation. Do not be afraid to have the tough conversation. It's better to have the conversation than wait. The idea that, oh, man, you know, at least I have someone here. There's someone to give me friendship, companionship, spend some time with me, help me run errands. I don't want to make it too hard, too serious, or get too deep or too heavy too quickly, and then they leave, and then I'm alone. This is not to suggest that the first five minutes into your date, you ask them for their Social Security card and tell them to move in with you. But what I am offering is that you be honest about your parameters. You should know your own parameters before you start dating. You're a caregiver. That's a large responsibility. It doesn't matter if your loved one lives with you, lives in another state, lives in a facility. You have taken on some level of legal, emotional physical, financial responsibility. And anyone who you may choose to get involved with should be aware. It's fair. I believe it's fair. Let's put it like that. I believe it's fair. My experience is solely as a single woman caring for my mother. Dating as a caregiver can become much more complex if you're caring for a loved one who happens to be your spouse. I am saying zero. (laughs) I do not have any advice on that. Agingcare.com and thecaregiverspace.org both give great insight to that situation where you are a caregiver to your spouse and you're looking to date. Because I'm a caregiver, I am much more covetous of my being. Self-care demands that I not allow negative boyfriends or a ton of bad dates to stack up and take over my life. How cool is that? Before I was a caregiver, I might not have been as conscientious. But now, let me tell you something. Ain't nobody got time for that. My mental well-being is way too important. My energy, my vibe, my everything. Dating should be a value add. It should be fun and exciting. Yeah, I know a little bit of work sometimes might get my feelings hurt. Like when old boy ended up breaking up with me because he fell in love, which was against the rules. We decided we weren't going to do that. But I am fantastic. So (laughs) I can't blame him for falling in love with me. I guess, I mean, I would have fallen in love with me too. (laughs) Okay, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I don't know. 
whatever. I've never been in love with me, but I guess this is a great thing to do. A date or dating, a full-blown romantic relationship, bring all of it as long as it is a value add. Otherwise, keep it. I'm good. The snuggle up, number one. Dating is a form of self-care. Give it a chance. Number two, know what you're looking for from this new relationship. Not that you need a whole contract or a laundry list, but have a framework. Have an idea of what it is you hope to get out of this relationship so that you're not going into it blindly and you can be honest with yourself and this other person from the very beginning. Number three, have fun. You're a caregiver. Do not intentionally add anything to your life that doesn't have fun as the foundational component. Number four, join me every Monday night for a video broadcast, a podcast. It's a video podcast. It's all about caregiving, but a completely different topic than we have here. Same title, Parenting Up, in partnership with GetVocal.com. Follow us on social media. Parenting Up has a presence on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram with unique caregiving content. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for continuous caregiving tips, tricks, trends, and truth. Pretty, pretty please with sugar on top. Share and review it too. I'm a comedian. Alzheimer's is heavy, but we ain't gotta be.